Hey everyone, welcome back to the 7 Day Weekend Podcast. Just want to say thank you for listening and tuning in. We really appreciate it. Also, hopefully you all are well, you're healthy, and keeping yourself distant if possible. I know it's pretty difficult, um, but yeah, something that we got to take seriously. Anyways, this is the final episode in our series that we've done with Ricky Roberts III. Um, sad that it's coming to a close, but this one's super fun and interesting. He actually talks about the bookmaking process. He's been a, um, a self-publisher and he's also had, um, like a book company who's represented him. So he kind of talks about the plus and minuses of both of them. Um, I know that it's something that I'm super interested in and maybe somebody else's too. So you might get some tips when you're, uh, listening to this episode, but thanks again for tuning in, tuning in to the series. It's been a lot of fun, and on with the podcast. So yeah, the last last little last little bit for the for the podcast for all those who are curious and interested in knowing um, the book the bookmaking process um can you i mean i'm super interested in this like i've only made like one like little book before it's when i was in art school it's this is more or less like a photo book but you know it's way different from what what you do um and (laughs) when i was in art school like one of the things was to like reformat this book and i just got that was like one of those things where I got really like uh, frustrated, and then I eventually was just like, you know what? I'm kind of done with this master's degree. I'm I'm tired of pouring in all this effort and losing out on family time. So, um, can you kind of like maybe like break down like your your bookmaking process and like where people could go to kind of make something like this? And yeah, there you go for all the people out there. This is Ricky's book. Thank you, skateboarding. It's, it's on Amazon. It's only 10 bucks. Please go buy it. It rips. That's your little plug for you. So awesome. People, Thank go out there and buy it. It's uh, awesome. Yeah, and I appreciate the support for sure. Definitely. Okay. Um, so my process with the book industry has been, hold it back up, as I started with a, a traditional publisher, uh, mainstream publisher for the first five books. How did you, sorry, how did you even get a publisher? Okay, so (laughs) the first one I wrote, I didn't even know I was writing a book until it was more than halfway through. And then once I finished, I realized I'd just written a book. Like I, I just wrote a book. Like I don't know. I have no idea what to do. I don't know. So I went to Kinko's, uh-huh. um, got like two copies, like bound, like spiral bounded mm-hmm. from them with yeah. some covers on them. Yeah, yeah. Um, handed those out to like two friends, and they were instantly you know, like had positive feedback. And in my mind, I 
quickly thought, well, they're my friends, kind of like what you were saying about people being honest or what I like telling you being straightforward. Yeah. Um, so then I let got a few more made, let some people read it that I didn't know, positive feedback. And then I heard something on a radio station about a publisher looking for new authors or whatever. And this was in like before, I want to say before 2000 or 2000, maybe one or something. And um, I ended up calling this place, got the like president or CEO or something on the phone. Like when he picked up the phone, he kind of picked, like you could tell he wasn't, trying to pick up the phone maybe like a secretary or whoever was trying to call him internally and he was like uh hello uh, like <laughs> kind of weird yeah so well I'm, I'm just i just went into i was like i just wrote this book i'm calling to see and just started this whole conversation we talked for like 35 minutes okay and he said email me directly email me the manuscript directly i'll look at it and i'll pass it to our acquisitions people which go through it's a team of people they read the book they just they decide on the marketability and readability and all these different things yeah anyways they offered me a contract uh eventually and then i just stayed with them for over 10 years it got to the point after my third book that they gave me an open-end contract that they wanted first writer refusal for all my books they would essentially do whatever I produce. What's what's you said right or refusal? Oh yeah, like what's they that? have the first right or if they they look at any new book that I produce first. Uh-huh. Bef- and they have the right to ha- to it and oh, okay. if they don't want it refuse it basically. Um so then after the fifth one everything was going good. I just got this big uh like over a thousand copy order for my fifth book, which is dedicated to youth. And there was a school that wanted it at the same time. Some, I don't know. I read something somewhere or some, I saw a social media post, something uh, about the publisher was going out of business. And then I started to research a little bit and found out that they were um, kind of involved in some things of like keeping, uh, just not things that weren't good, not not legit, and maybe like over the years they've been keeping my royalties of stuff sales that I had that I didn't know about, huh. and this was happening multiple times over. So anyway, all of a sudden I found that they were going out of business, and I was able to like within a week's time able to get my rights back from them for all of my books. Now at that point back up a little bit if they would have went out of business before i got my rights back my first five books would have been out of print non-existent i couldn't do anything they owned the rights to them or the like the the isbn numbers and things like that yeah so i got all the rights back re-released those first five um independently real quick because i had to get the book the fifth book in print so i could fill the order which was i needed to sustain my my life in that process, because the idea was re-release everything, get that book order, take care of that, start seeking out another publisher, figure it out. In the process of going independent, just to like pivot in that time of, of like un like uh, just turmoil or whatever, I fell in love. <clears throat> 
with the process of so like independent publishing. Yeah. And I fell with like the idea of owning everything, like not because it was a, Oh, let me get some water. It was like a really vulnerable, vulnerable place where all of a sudden 10 years of my work was gone and I couldn't do anything about it. If, they would have plumped like plunged before I yeah. like found out I was able to get the rights. Right. Yeah. So as all this happened, I fell in love with that, that idea of maintaining my rights, started the process and just like educating myself on how to do it. And when I, when I do something independently, I put myself on the same production schedule as they used to put me on. First, oh, okay. you start with the main script. Right, you um, enter, uh, like enter the like you finish the manuscript. At that point, when you're done, uh, that that's in the form of a word document. Mm-hmm. From after the publisher, whoever you're dealing with, if you're not independent, they decide if they're going to publish it or not. So obviously, that's not the case. I'm going to publish my my own work. So yeah, from there. You turn it, it goes into editing, which I would uh, have like, uh, I just put a team of people together that I needed the resources. I have an editor. Yeah. Uh, she she works through the, the work. We go back and forth for however long it takes, several, several read-throughs. Uh, before that, I do like a lot of my own like read-throughs and things like that. And then from, from the editing, it would usually go into two departments, cover design, in, in layout, which yeah. like I went to YouTube to learn how to do the layout on my own, like watched so many YouTube videos, just hours and hours of YouTube, figured out the layout, have a, a long-time friend that actually has a design agency that does my book covers, or has done several of my book covers just as like a passion project for him. Oh, cool. Um, help out and does did so it's getting designed the covers getting designed the layouts getting done and then you go into like your back matter which is the book description that's also done with the editor and and then you of course you have a lot of like you know the design process it's just do some mock-ups and go through that improving and (laughs) so looking at your book like what what um what program did you use to like edit your indesign yep indesign for the layout and uh uh i'm sure he does the cover and photoshop and stuff now that specific book the spine (coughs) is the spine of a board yeah actually a board that i rode Oh, cool. Um, is a photo of that. And then the grip tape is also a photo of actual grip tape, which is some primitive grip tape and primitive spine. Oh, okay. Because <clears throat> I wanted it to feel like a new fresh board. Yeah, you know? no. I because like we were like, do we, do we do use grip tape of one you've already used? Like, no, I want it to feel like a freshie to someone. So yeah. Um, then, <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Now the actual platform. <clears throat> Hold on, my allergies are crazy right now. So. Oh, it's it's okay. We get them here in the desert too. They're they're flaring. <laughs> so, uh, 
then the in terms of the platform that anyone uses for like indie publishing there are so many options out there there are ones that'll charge you like thousands of dollars to put it through distribution actually they'll do cover for you lay out all that stuff um there uh, yeah there it's like infinite it's just whichever platform that people feel the most comfortable with yeah i specifically go through amazon their independent platform i really like it kindle publishing what it is and then the the back part like the barcode yeah at you and you have to buy that like go through a third party to get the isbn number and and things like that um so in terms of like price, which a lot of people would want to know, it just depends on where your resources are. Yeah. Um, uh, I obviously I pay the editor. She's like a third party that I hire through this thing called Upwork, okay. which is a, a like a freelancer platform kind gotcha. of thing. Um, and then I'm very fortunate to have a, a remark like just an amazing person that helps me in terms of design if i didn't have him i'd have to pay you know that would be a big expense as well um or in terms of the overall cost and then the layout if i didn't do that myself it would it would be a a crazy cost yeah Um, definitely dude this is crazy but hold on i'm going to show you because this will put it into perspective so i have i like i was funny because my desk is kind of low and i want it to be like more eye level the where I had the camera. So before we got on, I'm like, let me get a box to put it on. And the box I got is this box. I'll show you. Okay. And this will give the, if you're viewing, but if you're listening, yeah. you're not going to be. So thank you, skateboarding. Yeah. Um, I didn't have any plans of showing all this, but since we're talking about the, so this is the start. Like the writing, right? Like journal, I ma- I label them, I number them. Oh, cool! And then, so I like fold the pages. Uh huh. Can you see that? Like, yeah. That's when I'm like writing in my journal, then I'm like, oh, this is for thank you skateboarding. So then I like bring all those together, and then eventually, it's like like piles of. Oh like, dang. Uh, uh, printing them out. Yes. Like, uh, editing. I'll just show you. So it's like. Oh, this is this is great. I love I love sharing like, sharing the process. It's like this, just going through printing one at a time, and then once that's solid, it's like just kind of like you know notes. Can you see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And then, obviously, there's, like, print uh, mock-ups that we do. Oh, yep. Like, cool. print. And then, like, proof copies that come in. Just then, eventually, all that comes together. Like, it starts off with journals, piles, and then, yeah, eventually becomes the book. Yeah, the end result. How How long did it take you to write? this book roughly from like start to like finish um this one was probably sorry this was probably like 
Dude, this one was fast for me. It usually takes us. I mean, the last two, and this is another thing with independent. It's like, yeah, I got super motivated because I can, I don't have to wait on the publisher to tell me yes or no, when they're going to put on their production schedule or whatever. Yeah. I did this one writing to the whole thing start to finish probably like nine to 10 months. Oh, wow. Um, the last one I did was within a year, and the one before that was also a year. Before that, it was average two and a half years to, to three. So, um, was it two yeah. and a half? Was it two and a half to three when you were in when you were working with the publisher? Yeah, yeah. Start to finish. Like once, sometimes when I would give them the book, it would be another six to eight months before it ever went to press. You know. Oh. Um, where this because they have their production schedules and then they wait for timing on when they release stuff yeah yeah i'm just I, like i told my wife with this one like i'm just rolling up to this like a big set of stairs and i'm just going for it oh, yeah, that's what i didn't like hug it. and I, I just went for it i like when, <laughs> when i was done it's like i just want to get it out there and didn't wait for like timing or a right time to do it or anything like that yeah do do you so do you like the independent process a lot better than working with the publisher? I mean, I'm sure there might be like pros and cons for each, but could you like, could you go into that a little bit? There are definitely pros and cons to each in my experience. What I do miss is the marketing team. Like I would have monthly calls with my marketing rep at the publisher and he would talk about things that they were doing, what I was doing. Um, they would schedule a lot of stuff for me. Would you do book tours? Uh, so I, yeah, like they would have book signings and things like that at Barnes and Nobles or, or wherever. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I could still set those up. I, I just, I don't like them. I don't yeah. really, just to be honest, I got to the point where it was, I started to just feel like it wasn't true to me. Not that I would never do them. It just didn't feel... I did, you know, over a course of 12 years, you do a lot of those. So it yeah. like, it, it just, um, and the landscape has changed. There's obviously with social media and different things, there's a, other ways to get your work out there now right. more so than like sitting at a Barnes and Nobles on a Saturday afternoon and like just sitting there waiting for people to come up. And, um, uh, totally. But so the, there was that aspect, um, that I really enjoyed. Um, and also not doing any of the layout and like the cover design, I would say I, I still had to decide which ones were like approved and not, but I wasn't as involved. But then at the same time, even when I had the publisher, their design team didn't communicate what I wanted to. And I ended up having the same friend that did this book and uh, one, two, three, four. He's done five of my eight books. Even when I was with the publisher, he did two of them just because it was like, I appreciate what your team is doing, but I'm going to pass this on to my friend. Yeah. They're not really like capturing the spirit of the, the right, book. Right. And he just, we, we've always worked well on creative projects and we really know each other. Um, so it just worked. So the, honestly, Aside from the marketing department, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I really like the indie thing, you know, I, 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 I like being able to 
go on my own schedule and and just sort of create it in the exact way that, that I want to and not have so much influence or not to say influence because ultimately in the other books I made the decisions but in, uh, input into it you know no, um, totally and we're we're living in a different landscape too with publishing when I first started if I said I was an indie author then I couldn't really get any traction or there was no there was a bad stigma on it yeah uh, a lot has changed in the last several years especially so now I'm more uh, I'm honestly I'm just proud of it you know um, this is not to say I would never go with another publisher again but at this point I'm super happy and stoked to just be doing it independently now there is a a lot more pressure obviously when you're yeah. indie you don't really you don't have that support team you don't have other people invest in resources in your your project and you're and getting it out there and spending money on on helping you yeah so there's that they call it independent for a reason yeah. you know how many books how many books of this did you like order to to sell like obviously that quantity was probably could be significantly different as if you're with a publisher well, as opposed to by yourself. That's another thing that's great about the where things are right now. And it even changed towards the end with the publisher is that things went to print on demand where they didn't even have to order stocks of them anymore. It was just like huh. they could print once it's in the, the printers like program or whatever they use. I don't know yeah. um, what that looks like, but once it's there, if you order one, it can print just like that. Huh. I try not to fulfill many any of my orders. I try to just send everyone to Amazon or BarnesandNobles.com or, or whatever yeah. um, because of, of that print-on-demand element where they just print as it's needed. They fulfill as it's needed. I don't touch anything. Uh, it, it's all handled. So I don't have to order 500 books and sit on them. Uh, and in hopes hopes that they sell or whatever gotcha. uh, also from for environmental reasons honestly like i i like that aspect where it's like yeah. only what's being used is being printed instead of like automatically a thousand books are just out there like for example if they were at the bookstore barnes and nobles and i've had this happen before when years ago They'll order a bunch, but then if they don't sell within a certain time frame, they just send them back. So then you just end up with these books, and it's like yeah, you're just sitting on stock. I, yeah, and the only time I have books, like um, kind of, I don't, you can see over there a little bit, is yeah. um, those are for if it's like a specific school, like those books are designated already to a high school. It's a copy of my fifth book, so that's oh, cool. when I'll I'll order like bulk and sit on them when they're intended for certain purpose specific purposes and are you going to give those out the those got privately funded someone bought all of them okay and i give them every high uh this specific stock right now will go to every ninth and tenth grader out of high school um in tampa where the spot is actually oh awesome like same area so cool. they it's no cost to the school. Yeah. Um, and then I 
when I would normally get paid to do a talk or whatever, I'll go for free and kind of do a, a talk and disperse the books and book signing and stuff like that. It's like a joint uh, collaboration with a private funder to make it happen for the school. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, it's rad because you know, as a teacher, uh, what do they call them? Um, uh, not extra quickly. Uh, but stuff like this is it's not necessarily a line item on the budget for like um, you know enrichment activities. There's not a lot of budget in in that regard for schools to buy books and stuff. So I try yeah. to meet that need the the best I can. And I I was fortunate enough to connect with a, a husband and wife that have a strong passion for youth and giving back, and they really liked the book and wanted to see it see it happen for more young people to get it yeah that's awesome so like so kind of going back to few like when you were like writing and it was sort of like your your outlet when you were in your <laughs> darker period did you ever like have like any clue was it even like a thought that you would be this like published writer no dude no no not at all like i just honestly when i wrote my first book i thought that was it even then i was like oh okay cool i wrote a book but then i wrote the second one and i at that point i like okay this is something maybe you know i'm writing and then my third book i had a talk with someone at the publishing um place and they were like Okay, if um, you everyone has one book, but if you write like three books now, this is something a little more serious. You're considered a author, a writer, or whatever. Gotcha. Um, so at that, yeah, it's just been this this journey, but I never expected it necessarily. Uh, and then, it, but then it got to a point where I went all in on it. You gotcha. Know, like I left sort of the business world I was in and a bunch of things have this whole like those are all kinds of their own stories but um it trips me out and especially now the skateboarding book is because skateboarding did so much for me yeah in my life and writing has it's like merging those two together to like take skateboarding and put it into this other craft that i've developed over the years and like them to be able to have those things together it touches me it's just it really reaches me in a positive way super inspiring and it's like it's just all along people have asked me are you gonna write a book about skating you're right like they would friends especially when are you gonna write a book about skating and i'm just i don't know man i don't know when that will be um but it this this past year was the time for it to come out what was the title of your first book? You. Why are you? You. Okay. Did you feel like, did you feel like when you were doing your second book, did you feel like more pressure? Did you feel pressure from like the publisher? Because I mean, I haven't read Absolutely. any of your like previously previous books, but I can imagine like you was probably like, <laughs> pun intended, you like, yeah, like it yeah. was like a, like it was a pure form of who you are as opposed to like, okay, now you've kind of like gone through this process. You've worked with a publisher. You kind of know, 
you know a little bit more than when you were first into it. So did your second book like reflect you as a person as good or like how was the second yeah. book compared to the first? Cause like I think about like, I'm going to like plug in like the music thing. Like, um, I don't know. We can just like, we're just going to go with appetite for destruction. Yep. Like that thing Good was one. like raw as you could get. <laughs> right. Like right. that was like that. Like that was like the original five guys, the purest form of GNR. And then like, and then they have their, like their, their follow-up teaser of like GNR lives, which was like half acoustic half live which some could consider it the second record but it's obviously different than the first so yeah talk about like the the comparison aspect i'm Um, I'm super interested in that well there was definitely more pressure the feeling of more pressure in terms of the books you know one being better what as time has gone on i think i've gotten better with my voice and finding my own voice as a writer uh, and of course, if I look back at my second book or first book, I would look at certain things and think, oh, I would probably say that differently or I could say that much better. Like I could do better. I could I could recreate that. Totally. Uh, but each one of them, they were all in their own seasons, like of it, which is weird. Like they just this this thank you skateboarding is the first one that I wasn't necessarily going through a lot like internally and like through my own season or uh, whatever season of life it is obviously this is a different season you know no, i love changing. it yep um first one was more like okay i've overcome these obstacles and at that point in my life i started to do good for myself i realized like i could believe in myself i could accomplish things in my life that i never thought i could like go to college things where just you know in my environment they weren't reality they weren't things that people talked about or had hopes for and um so then i like started to reflect on the positive thinking habits that i uh, acquired and developed to to be where i was at that point in my life and i wanted people to see what i did and wanted them to like kind of believe in themselves then like the second one was a totally different season what really matters was that title and i was at a point in my life where i started to do in my in like in like my idea really well financially things were clicking like i was buying stuff property investments things things of that nature thought i had it all figured out like i was just focused i want to be a millionaire i want to acquire different i had like this whole plan mapped out yeah then I had multiple people pass away sporadically, people with money, all different types of situations happen. I started looking at my life, how I was spending my life, what I was doing with all my time outside of skateboarding. It was like not skateboarding a whole lot at that season. I just was like diving into what you, whatever, adulthood, call it, whatever, just like doing yeah. something with my life Yeah, is in terms of society. And then... I realized I wasn't happy. I wasn't fulfilled. After I wrote this book, I left a business I was at for like nine years and lost a bunch of money because I was buying this car dealership. And it was like this whole, like I was committed. I was in deep, man. You were buying a car dealership? Yeah, dude. I was in the car business for a long time. Yeah. No way. 
I took all like I started with the guy and then I like became partners and then I ended up buying him out and it was like this whole it was crazy I was like in it just full on realized, what am I doing I'm not happy I just wrote this book what really matters like what really matters in life how we spend our time yeah. who we spend it with and I was working six days a week like so many hours just thinking I was doing what would make me successful in society and realized I wasn't happy and where I thought I would be happy too, like having stuff, but I would, I would buy a new car. Wouldn't be happy. I would get stuff. I wouldn't be happy. It was just a cycle, make more money, yeah, still yeah, not yeah. happy. Yep. Was, you know, it. yeah, no, that never ending so trap trap dude cycled it never ended and then i left all that lost a bunch of money pretty much everything i acquired i had to lose to be able to walk away yeah and um then i wrote my third book was in a different season where did the gift go just like wondering how i ever like got so caught up into that programming of thinking that's what i wanted to do when it had i never even had an interest in any of that stuff you just felt like you had to just yeah the pressure i guess and then um like the fourth one was uh awakening the new you and that was this process of letting go and non-attachment i would like i had a sister that od'd and passed away i had a close friend that od'd and another friend that got murdered and all these things happened where i was like questioning a lot about life you know and like what was going on and i had to find my peace through that through writing and that was an assessment of like finding my comfort in things that I couldn't control. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. And then it was, uh, I was spending a lot of time working with youth and like doing talks and stuff. And I wanted to dedicate something to young people so that after I did a talk, they could still have the conversation of positive thinking habits and things I share in the book. Yeah. And then, um, the sixth one was healing the wounded child within. And that was a season where, like, all right, I've developed all these tool sets to work through triggers that I might have from childhood. I, did, I like, worked on myself a lot, but I feel like I never healed a lot of things. I just figured out how to deal with it. And that was the journey of, that's when I was talking to a therapist, where, like, I don't want to just be okay with this stuff and manage it. I want to fix it. And that's yeah. when I, like, healing a lot of, like, wounded child stuff and then... The one before thank you skateboarding is far from easy and that is what it takes to make your dreams a reality because people on the outside like oh dude you write books like you're living this dream and you do all this stuff but the the truth of it is, is it's been far from easy like it's been a really hard journey like to the point where I have $37 to my name. I don't know where my next money is coming from. I'm like leaving my house. Don't have a place to live. Like crazy stuff. But yeah. it was for the pursuit of of what I'm doing and my passion and you know my, my drive to share and inspire others through my writing. So everyone's been in their own time and in their own journey. And like this has just been the thank you skateboarding has been uh, – you know, this new park open close by to the house. And um, when that happened, when it opened, like I had never stopped skating completely. I just stopped giving it the time it needed to like be at a certain level, you know, like with your tricks and feel comfortable and no, stuff. To- totally. 
You know what I'm saying? You want, I, like, so I wasn't, and it would be, okay, we're going to skate every Wednesday. And that would go on for a couple months, and then it would stop. Or we're gonna, so it was always these sporadic bursts of it over the years. But right. when the, the new park, this new park opened not too far from me, it's, it's, it's an amazing park. It just has whatever, like just so many different things. And when that happened, I decided to myself, you know, I was 42 at the time, or turning 42, and I was like, you know what? I don't even have 42 tricks right now. Not ones that I would like care about. Just, I mean, I like whatever basic stuff, but yeah. So then I challenged myself, like I want to get at least 42 tricks. And when the, the park opened, I like recommitted 100%. Just like, I'm going to at least spend a couple days building my, some old tricks back up and like building back up from there. And in that process, I really started reflecting back on skateboarding and, thinking about how it's played out in so many areas of my life and helped me in so many areas of my life and being really aware of ways it was helping me immediately in the moment. And that just started the journey of writing the newest one. Thank you. Skateboarding as just like my tribute to skateboarding all the ways it's impacted my life and so many people I know Yeah, and just wanted to put for people to appreciate and enjoy bang that's cool full full circle that's dude that's what it feels like it's <laughs> like a full circle thing in the the response talk about skateboard community the response from the skateboard community for the book has been amazing it's just been like out of all of my books so far it just feels you know so received and i'm so humbled and and uh grateful for that but it does very much feel like this full circle thing. And sometimes I'm kind of like, man, is, is like, is that my last book? Cause it just <laughs> came full circle for me. Yeah. Like, is it it's not that it is, but it's that, you know, um, as a creative, you never know when the, when the thing's going to get shut down for a while. No, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, the creative life is always unknown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, man, it's it's been a rad experience. It's just been a journey. Um, the publishing process, I've learned so much. Uh, and you talk about, you know, the pressure. I think the thing most for me as a writer is, you know, you like pour your heart into something. Like I'm very intimately involved with all of my books because I'm writing, yeah. I'm working through stuff, I'm reflecting, I'm calling, recalling back on memories and some feel good, some don't feel good, like yeah. just different things. And then you put it together and you put all this, this work and energy into it and you release it into the world and you just hope that it's received. Yeah, yeah, it's a vulnerable feeling. There's a weird, like I've I've learned over the years what I go through is like the build up leading up is super amazing and like yes, I can't wait. I'm so stoked. I'm like getting done. I'm excited. Then there's this like release phase where it's just kind of like you just feel like this <laughs> naked. It's like full on vulnerable where you're just putting it out there and. Uh, it's it's interesting. It's and then there's like a weird element of letting go because you've just worked so hard on something and now you're not working on it anymore. You're just 
putting it out there. But then that turns into the whole marketing side and all that stuff. But yeah, no, that's that's got to be a trip. And I feel like it's like as you were saying that, I feel kind of like how like people who actually like spend the time and the dedication, at least some brands and companies who spend the time and dedication to actually like making a cool video project. Yes. Like worth, exactly. like worthwhile. Um, instead of just like kind of pumping it out and churning and burning it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like the last, um, I, don't know, I feel like green, the America video did a really good job on like capturing the energy of like Dakota Servold and John Dixon, who are like, yeah. the major players in that. And then obviously you got to see like the montage of all the other skaters, which was super cool. But I mean, obviously, you know, like John Minor was still in there a little bit. So you get like a little bit, you get a little sprinkle of his magic. So I don't know. And then, yeah, it's, it's probably kind of like the same. I mean, Obviously, I don't know because I'm not them, but I can imagine it being like yeah. kind of a same process, especially too if like the skater actually chose their song. Yes. Yeah. You know, which I think yep. is like super important, which, you know, is a whole other can of worms of like, are music companies even going to like release the rights to that song? Like how much money do they want? Blah, blah, yep. blah. Like you can imagine it being like a huge headache probably at times. But yeah, I don't know. I really, I really enjoyed the green video and just, the music, music that was chosen, the skating, like everything about it to me, like oozed cool. So as you were talking about that, I was just like envisioning Dude, that's a connection, envisioning green and the, you know, and also like connecting that to when you get to see one of these finished projects, like, um, the one primitive did not too long ago or like whoever, I mean, the videos are just being released uh, all the time, but the short ones are, but not like the full production projects. Yeah. What you see, you see this finished product and it's easy to enjoy it just like, because it takes you on a journey, like with the music of editing, start to finish how it all flows. But man, the hours, behind that like not even to mention like the the craziness of the skating and the sacrifice that the the skateboarders put themselves through and the way they push themselves to to get these video parts but then the the videoers and everyone there in support staff to document it to capture these things and then the editing process and everything in between yeah um it is that like they're so invested in it in so many different ways and also the the financial investment yeah and then it's this build up of being done and excitement and then they release it and yeah yeah and yeah they, 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 like, hope, they hope that people are gonna be excited about it or they'll you know hopefully gain some new some new fans and supporters yeah from it and in saying that, you know, just a big thanks to all the photographers and videographers and like everybody working on the back end. Are, yeah, man, behind just the the people behind what you see, uh, just on all levels in skateboarding, can never give them enough credit. No, fully like, for what they do. No, yeah, they're like the they're the unsung heroes for sure. 
skaters Absolutely. put their life on their line. They do amazing things. I, I love them all. But yeah, all the people behind the scenes are, they're equally as important to like the success of a company, I think. Yeah. And the, the hype too is like, you know, I, I mean, obviously I'm a skate on way different levels than, than these people. But like, if I'm working on trying to capture something and get a clip of something or, or whatever it is, sometimes that person behind the camera is just saying just that right thing to like keep you going. Just mm -hmm. a little, one more try, man. You got it this try. Just one more. You got it. And it's, 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 it's amazing. Yeah, no, they, they definitely <clears throat> help bring the, the motivation when the, the <clears throat> skater might be physically exhausted. <laughs> yes. They can help. And, um, just to loop back around, because you asked about like the indie, like the publishing process and stuff. I'm just thinking, you know, I was thinking of the video is that to give any advice to anyone, um, you know, it's the same thing of like when you're depressed of just finding one thing to do. I always say just, you know, people ask me all the time, well, how do you, how do you write a book? What do you do? You know, when, I, how do I get it published and whatever? I said, just write the book first. Yeah. Keep writing every day. And when you have the book done, you'll figure out how to, to make it work. You'll you'll figure out how to, to publish. The same thing with any video project or music project. What just just focus on the craft. Do your do your thing and, and you know, you'll you'll figure out the rest. Right. When, it, when it's you just take one step at a time. Yeah, no, definitely. Luckily we live in an age where we got the power of the internet and we can got Google and YouTube to help us. <laughs> Absolutely. YouTube adversity. I yeah. say it all the time, man. Dude, those are some prime resources. <laughs> I, I, I got free physical therapy on YouTube like three, like a month ago or something. I had a pulled muscle and I like Googled the anatomy of my leg and figured out what muscle it was. Yeah. And then YouTube, like searched in YouTube, how do you heal that muscle? And then I like came across this physical therapist that gave me pretty much a free physical therapy consult. Like I, he was just this told me every exercise I needed to do and everything to fix that muscle, yes. like I was in a physical therapy office. And then that's so YouTube. cool. Yeah, that's so cool. Dang, yeah, power of the internet, kids. Don't underestimate it. <laughs> to your advantage. Use it for good and use it to your advantage. Yeah, and no. the good of everyone. Yep. Exactly. I love it. Um, thanks so much for, uh, for being on here. This has been, this has been amazing. Like we, yeah, we, we, we could talk more, but we'll talk more at another time. Not, not, not on the air, but dude, this was, this was super rad. Thanks. Yeah. No, thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. I, I love, I love the, uh, the concept and the podcast and, every everything about it man so keep up the good push oh man yeah Fe feeling is mutual like one more one more time people you better you better go out you better buy this thank you skateboarding on amazon support him thank it's you. it's great it's a good read and it's not it's it's a it's an easy read too like and you know i'll say this from like from my personal experiences of reading like I was never like a super strong reader. I was never a super strong writer. Um, those have changed as I've gotten older. But yeah, it's a super easy read. And yeah, I, your your voice in it is super awesome. It's great. I loved it. Now that I actually like so, hear, now that I hear your voice, like I can definitely like 
hear you in this. Nice. It's great. I love it. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. And you know, on that note, I I prefer to read short books also. Like uh my attention is much better on like very fluid, fast books. So I write like I like to read, you know. And um this one specifically I really tried to like just shave it down and narrow it down as as uh, much as possible because I'm not saying anything different than than most of us don't know or haven't at least thought about one time. But it's just the the effort of putting it into words so that people get that outward validation of just how impactful skateboarding is for all of us. Yeah, no, like having you like said that and having read like a good most of it. Yeah, I could definitely you know agree with that. It doesn't. It's not like overly, overly wordy or overly done. It's just nice, simple and sweet. It's great. Love it. Thank you. Awesome. So, yeah. Uh, thanks. Thanks again. And uh, we're we're out until the uh, next episode. I'm Ricky Roberts the third, and you're listening to Seven Day Weekend. I love it. We're out until next time. Thanks for listening, everybody, or watching, however you consume. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the 7 Day Weekend Podcast. We really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to just have a listen and being here with us. Uh, The 7 Day Weekend Podcast is produced by 118 Media and Void. The music that you heard in the beginning and near the end was written by Ryan Delgado and it was performed by Ryan Delgado, Drew Morris, and myself. If you wouldn't mind... And uh, if you could, you could rate this podcast and maybe write a review to uh, give listeners a little bit of context on what this podcast is about and why they might be interested in listening to it as well. So yeah, just thanks again, guys, for listening and have a great seven day weekend.